Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 121. I'm Evan Addison. And I'm Liz Addison. And we're watching all the horror movies, currently available for streaming on the internet. So you don't have to. This week we're talking about the 2005 horror film Noroi, The Curse, which comes to us from Shudder. Hell yeah. It was written and directed by Koji Shiraishi, and it comes from Japan. Yes. Liz, <laughs> yes. do you recommend people watch this movie? Yes. <laughs> I was like, how soon are we going to get into how fucking sick this movie is? <laughs> yeah, it bangs. It literally is so good, especially if you like what it, this movie is doing. If you like found footage and you like sort of lost film. Yeah. And um, when you mis- say lost mysteries. Film, clarify what you mean. Um, I don't know if this is like the correct term for it, but kind of... Um, I guess it kind of, it, it falls under the the found footage umbrella, right? There's like, when you say found footage, it sort of implies that sort of Blair Witch sort of thing. Like, it was literally found in the woods. This is what follows. But I think that there have been a lot of, um, that's developed into a lot of different things where sometimes it's not really found footage. It's like a documentary that somebody made on purpose, right? Correct. It's, it's still called found footage, but it's not really like, found you know what i mean this it's a documentary that someone made up it is but it's a little bit more like well i can just say at the top the beginning of this movie is like he went missing days after this was completed right there's a paranormal investigator named kobayashi he was looking into some strange occurrences and he made a movie which you're about to watch and then right after this movie was completed his house burned down and he went missing. And this footage, I believe, was found. Yeah. Wasn't it mailed somewhere? It was mailed to the police department. Right. So it has that kind of oh. mystery associated with it. Maybe just the end part was mailed to the police department. Yeah. But this was completed. I think the cameraman maybe is the one who put it, who finished putting it together. But like Kobayashi, who's our protagonist. Yes. Made a film about... It's hard to talk about, like, some yeah. stuff that happened. Some stuff that happened, some some various dots that he then connected, like, se- seemingly unrelated events that he connected, missing people, missing children, that he was able to kind of, you know, put it all together and solve the mystery. And I actually think that's one of the things that's most effective about this, is that when it starts out, it's just kind of, like... Tying together a bunch of unrelated incidents. It seems that are really random. Yes, but I like really like that about oh it. Oh my god, it's great! It's it. Uh, you have to trust the movie for a very long time to get where it's going. Yeah, because the first piece is just house visits. Right? He yeah. just he just visits this woman who's like, I can hear children crying next door, and. Then after that, we immediately go into like a, it's not a game show, but it's sort of filmed like a game show of a news segment about psychic children or like a psychic visiting children to see if they also possess psychic abilities. And this one girl having very, very, very strong psychic abilities. Yeah. And then there's like another talk show where two men and a woman go kind of ghost hunting and experience some spooky stuff. And all these three things seem totally and completely unrelated. And you're not really sure like what details you're supposed to be latching on, latching to. on to and what you're supposed to be picking up on and, and what's supposed to be happening. So taking notes for this, I mean, was such an interesting challenge off the top because I was just at some point writing down segment one, 
Crying Child Sounds, Segment 2, Psychic Child, Segment 3, Psychic Woman, Talk Show, Man Attacks Her. Like, I was just, I had to, like, write down all these details because I was like, I want to be able to go back and look at how these segments tie together. But I think that I was right to trust the movie because I... After that first kind of initial portion where you're learning all these things, I don't feel like I was ever confused again. I felt like once it started tying things together, I was very understanding yeah. of how it all how it all makes sense. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that it's not a criticism of this movie that it is a bit obfuscating about what it's doing early on. No, I would say it in fact works in its favor because it yeah. makes it so much more intriguing and exciting. I can picture a version of this movie that's so much more handholdy yeah. and I wouldn't have liked it as much. So yeah, should we continue to talk sure, about Sure, we can keep going through the segments. So we should talk about a little bit. Kamiano is the little girl who has ESP. Psychic powers of some sort. Yeah, she... It kind of even goes beyond ESP because she does the challenge where you're able to... Um, read the psychic's mind and draw what he's drawing right always makes me think of ghostbusters right when uh, bill burry's doing the test with them and yes he's yes telling yes. the hot girl that she's right because he wants to sleep with her right uh this is you know she gets it all right every time uh even as it gets more and more complicated yeah um except for the last one it's a it's like a it's like a math um mm-hmm. he draws like a math formula and she draws some sort of spooky demon creature (laughs) it's very upsetting um so they're like oh i guess that one was just a little too complicated for her and it's like no she's seeing demons it's fine but she like manifests water that's like the big thing they're like this is the big test is like you have a water bottle and can you make water can you create water create water and she like does it she can't create water she takes water from somewhere else. Yeah. She because like, there's hair in the water. Yes. Which is fucked up. It's so fucked up. Uh, it, is it sweat or is it like, it's like rainwater? And then they, they did explain, like they tested it and they were like, it is from somewhere else. It's from else. like a lake. Yeah. Oh, it's newborn baby uh, hair is the, what they find uh, out. Oh, this movie is so rough. Um, and then they, then... Uh, Kobayashi goes to her house and visits with this little girl and her mother and there's kind of some worry about the little girl because ever since this TV segment she hasn't been sleeping as well right? Yeah she's, she's having a hard time. She's having a hard She's drawing a lot of weird shit. She's, she's breaking spoons. Yeah 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 she's like not you know not well. We should say Marika Matsumoto is the name of this actress who tags along with these paranormal investigators and she ends up playing a bigger role throughout the thing and she's playing herself she's playing like a version of herself she was like well known enough in japan at this time that like this would have right and she goes with them on this paranormal investigation like as this actress uh because she's had paranormal experiences in the past she feels like she's sensitive to it right so she goes with them she has a bad experience she gets scared actually there's a really effect that sequence is really effective because it zooms in on something, a figure in the background, and mm-hmm. it uses the repetition really well. I think usually that could end up feeling really handholdy, but I think the way that it like shows us what is behind her is like really effective and really scary, like mm-hmm. genuinely pretty scary. The other thing I wanted to say is that we need to introduce that there's like a as part. I don't remember if it's the same variety show or if it's a different television program. It's a different clear, one that they go find this guy who is. A super psychic. A super psychic. Mm-hmm. 
to we bring sh- him on to sh- to introduce him to her and have them communicate. But then he attacks her, right? Yeah, he's. They he's, call him a super psychic. He's not well. No, I don't know what the respectful way to describe what's going on with him is because he's he's kind of like a he's comical like, a, like he's a conspiracy theorist for one he wears a tinfoil hat and yeah. like wears a tinfoil blanket but he also uh appears to be very very mentally ill yeah i would say like if you picture someone his, having us his behavior uh, is erratic yes a, a consistent schizophrenic psychotic episode but like yeah. all the time is like I, I would say what it seems like he's experiencing um he is very unwell <laughs> Yeah, they, again, they, I don't... But they call him a super psychic. They invite him on the show. He attacks this woman. It, it kind of cuts off. They also show her, at a different point, the video from the yes. paranormal investigation. And she sees the figure that was behind her. And she also sees... I forget when they first introduced this, because it's also something that Kana is drawing. Yes. They're all drawing this these shapes. These yeah. sort of loops. Um, Like a... A, like a series of knots, basically. Yeah, I would say that it, looks, it looks like a net almost, like a, yeah. of things knotted together. Kana's drawing it. Um, the what's her name again? I always forget her name. The actress, Marika. Marika is waking up in the middle of the night and making them, making them out like of like knitting bed them. And like yeah, bed yeah, yeah. Them. Uh, so alarming stuff is happening. They then go, they find out that Kana is missing. She disappears. She disappears. Um. And then they go visit the super psychic. He has a thing. About worms. About worms. Ectoplasmic worms. That is what he is claiming. Is going on. Is the problem. And then the worms are coming and things like that. I'll be honest. Kind of lost me with this. I I don't know what he's talking about. And to me, it doesn't really come back. We could talk about it later once we He continues talking about it. Yeah, but. He loves to talk about these worms. I never understood how that factored in i agree i think that in my mind that is just how he is conceiving what it is sure i don't know that it ever makes sense but that's how he conceives what the curse Are, slash supposed to think he's is. right he, uh, yes he is more sensitive he's than... more sensitive and he's right about other things yeah um so anyway yeah <laughs> that's a crazy guy babbling about worms this little child has disappeared the, also, while they're, sorry, during the, the, the period of time where they are talking to the super psychic about the worms, he starts freaking out. I don't know if they show him something. Sometimes they show him pictures that scare him. Um, but sometimes he also just starts freaking out by himself. And that's when the video glitches and we see those, like, demon faces. Yes. So there's some, uh, the curse has begun screwing with the technology, which is always, like, a very terrifying Love that. Great step. Trope. Yes. Does he the first one who mentions Kagutaba? No. Who mentions Kagutaba? They, um, oh no, maybe he is the, maybe he is the first. I wrote down the sound in the psychic woman's apartment says Kagutaba, which the super psychic also said. So I guess maybe he says the I first think he's one who said, they don't know what that means. They yeah. have to figure it out. Um, you mentioned the footage t- gets taken over and we should probably describe the. What we see. Yeah. They're like. If you've seen Princess Mononoke, it's like the woodland sprites <laughs> for Princess Mononoke. Yeah. And that they have these like oddly shaped long heads and then just like dark eyes dark eyes you know what they also look like what um sort of like the fake aliens in nope yes mm-hmm. can you picture that that like spoiled nope for everybody but yes it's the the first third of the movie that these aliens are not real um we see them literally one time and they're used as you know yeah like uh 
For sure. Yeah. They have those like creepy oblong faces and just dark holes for eyes. They just really reminded me of the, the Kodama from for sure. Princess Mononoke. Um, so yes, now they've at least kind of figured out Kagutaba. They are keep looking for Kana. They follow the super psychic's instructions to go find Kana. Um, and they end up finding this man. He draws a map, doesn't he? He draws them a map. So they go to the map and they see this man whose name is Osawa. I don't remember how they know his name, but his name's Osawa and he's up in his apartment and they can see him and he is in his apartment. He comes out to his porch and takes a pigeon off of his porch and goes inside. And one of the other sort of curse elements we've been seeing is a lot of dead pigeons a lot of like pigeons everywhere oh in the woman's house where there was the crying child the first segment that we saw they went to her yard and there were dead pigeons all over her yard yes so they're researching kagutaba i would say this is like when all of the pieces really start to come together yes uh because this is when they're like they found kagutaba they go talk to a historian about kagutaba who explains to them what this curse is. Which there was a village, Shibokage, mm-hmm. I, I believe. I might have written it down wrong. I think it's that it's a village. They used to do rituals involving this demon named Kagutaba. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of a sacrifice to Kagutaba. Kind sort of. of. They don't like praise him, but I think they believe that they have to uh, yeah. give him something. Through these, like, play-acting rituals. Yes. Like, see it theater. So there's usually, like, a, a high priest and then a lower priestess who plays Kagutaba. Yeah. And they sort of do a ritual involving She wears planting, a freaky-ass mask. A scary mask. We find out that she's his daughter. In this particular... They have a video of this particular ritual. Yes. Um, where things kind of went wrong. Where she's acting as Kagutaba, but then she has, like, a fit. Yeah, she has a freak out. Yeah, um... And nobody really knows what happens. There's also this connection where the village, a dam was going to be built. And it was going to somewhat kind of destroy the village. I believe in damming this river, yeah, it was going to flood where their village, the was. village was. And so the village was destroyed. Like, right. And Kagutaba, this is like his village. So there's some sense of it. Like Kagutaba did not want this to happen. Do you want to talk a little bit about the more of the magic that's going on here? So, like, there are, like, styles of magic that the people of this ritual did. One of them was that you could call Kagutaba to do your bidding. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the Kagutaba style. There's, like, this shamanic... Is that how you say that word? Hmm. Sh- like, sh- like a shaman? Oh, shamanic. shamanic. It yes. sounds so much like demonic. Yeah, I was like, what do you... I don't know what you're saying. The shamanic... Yes. Shamanic, yes. Demonic binding of Kagutaba... Um, that is no longer being performed specifically because this village is gone. And yes. And that, um, and again, the film is trusting you to put this together that like, Oh, so now it's like the film up to this point is really just like cataloging patterns Odd events, and yeah. themes. Yes. Like there are thematic connections between these things, but like they're kind of just investigating wherever the new, Oh, Kaniano disappeared. Let's use this other source to see if we could do something. Like, let's investigate these loops. And I would say once certain people start becoming bigger figures, like Kana and the psychics, I had kind of forgotten about the woman with the crying child in the first segment. But that actually comes back with such fervor in our, I think, next point. Because they talk to the historian, they kind of figure things out. Um, He says something interesting. Is this when he says that thing about how... Kagutaba, like, isn't necessarily a demon. That's just what they 
that's how they described. It sort of also means like a a, a disaster. Like yeah. there's some sort of like other, they're understanding him as a demon, but he is also potentially just an entity. I say he, it is also just an yeah. entity of like disaster. So there's like some really interesting things being done. It's not as simple as like, yep, demon from hell. He's here to possess people. Like and it's, it's that, really complicated. The complexity lends itself really well to like, these pigeons and these loops and these, I agree. Uh, psychic intrusions and these worms, if you want to take yeah. them. Like, it's just like ideas and patterns. I agree. And it's not as simple as there's a demon and he's haunting you. No. Or there's a demon and he's placed a curse Adorai, right. on you, you know. Um, I agree. It's, it's so much more complicated than that. And even as we get into some of these details, like it never really becomes clear. Which I really like about it. Yeah, it's very ambiguous. It's why it's so freaky. I agree. Um, But they so they go to they they find out that the woman who was part of the ritual who had the fit, daughter of the high priest, she's still alive. Ishii. Yes. Uh, They can find her. They go to her house. Her entire house has those loops all over it. The ones that the actress was making. Yeah, those little like net loops. Um, They knock on her door. Yep. It is the woman from the crying baby house. It was from before. Mm-hmm. She says the same thing earlier. She's like, how dare you talk to me like that? Like, yeah. Leave whenever me alone. he like, asks questions, she cannot has show up to my door with a camera right. and put it in my face. She's a very specific phrase about like the way that he's talking to her that yeah. she repeats. And she always lashes out like in anger. So now we know it's like whatever she's involved in. Crying babies are involved. Dead pigeons are involved. These loops are involved. She is not cooperative everyone in the neighborhood has these like sickle symbols on the door which means that they are expats from this village village, Mm -hmm. and none of them want to talk about ishii none of them want to talk about her at all they're all like but someone does someone finally does she went away to college and when she was at college she got found out that she was performing late-term abortions and probably keeping the fetuses like absconding which with is the aborted so fetuses, which is fucked up <laughs> it's like terrifying to think about so so now it's like she's this mystery woman she has all of these fetuses potentially um we find out at this point that like you know they're in this kind of faraway village they find out that marika the actress slash psychic uh, when we had been in her apartment earlier, she'd had this neighbor who she was like, we're hearing banging from your apartment. Yeah. Were you doing something? And her neighbor's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. That neighbor has killed herself. In ritual in, suicide. With like 12 other people, one of whom is the guy who they followed to that neighborhood. Osawa? Osawa, who are the pigeons. Yeah. So there's just all of these pieces are coming together. Like, yeah, these patterns, these like mm-hmm. weird coincidences. But she, so she's really scared and freaked out. She's going to come stay with Kobayashi's wife. Kobayashi's wife, bless her, is not involved in any of this, but becomes no. very much kind of a way station for strange activities. Because um, Mariko goes to stay with her. I believe this is when Kamiyano's father stabs yes. his wife to death. Yes. He's going to go away to prison forever. And her, so now, now wherever Kana is, she doesn't really have a home to come back to, Correct. which is very sad. Um, I mean, her, also, it's one of those things. It's like that's just that doesn't have to be supernatural. It's like no, just her family and loss apart. drove yeah. this man insane. Yeah, and he murdered. But it could his be wife. supernatural, also. Of course, it could be this supernatural. Is like, this is but it's like also there's just a like, lot of stuff going on here. They've been through something so horrible. Yeah, it is very tragic. He handled it like a madman. He did. Um... So then Marika and Kobayashi's wife are having this kind of normal lunch. 
Uh, but then she goes to get something from the other room and we hear her moaning in this absolutely horrific way. This is what I, I was like getting legitimately scared. I like, think one of the scariest scenes of the movie. It's really scary. And as she is moaning, pigeons start to fly at, at the, the window. window and smash themselves and kill themselves uh, against this window. Horrifying. Very okay. upsetting. The filmmaking of this film is just like so effective. It's so effective. I am not usually like a found footage person. I no. usually think that like it's an excuse for like sloppy filmmaking mm-hmm. and you like hide some of the stuff to do solo. Like this is just so fucking It's freaky. exactly what found footage is always trying to be, yes. which is like that it's so close to reality that because you can often in a, in a horror movie, one of the reasons I feel like a lot of horror movies, even if I can recognize objectively that they're scary yeah they're it's it's it doesn't scare it's shrouded you because behind like a, production design yeah and and camera work and you can see the artifice which like obviously sometimes that's an incredible thing because you can see great right. filmmaking but it's not always scary whereas i think found footage has the potential to always be so much scarier because it's like this could be my phone camera like you can just capture these sorts of things like wherever you are and the element of realism here along with mm-hmm. the element of all of these little seemingly unrelated events coming together what seem like not even coincidences but like what build up to be coincidence to build up to like no there's something happening here right really is scary you may not it may be things that would happen in your normal life that you would never necessarily pick up or happen to your neighbor right or happen down the street right and that you don't have anything to do with but like yeah but they're all it's all happening kind of behind the scenes and it's only kobayashi who's like putting these things together these pieces because he's an investigator exactly uh, and we, sorry, we should have talked about this earlier. He's investigated a lot of things like this before. Yeah. He has like, he has a whole kind of career of investigating supernatural experiences. So he's also approaching this from a point of view of like, let's find the connections. And like, he's taking it seriously. He's taking it very seriously. He believes everything everybody says. There's yep. none of that really annoying stuff sometimes where it's like, well, but that's not real. That's, oh, oh so uh, this demon, oh, this pretend demon that this villa, village worships. You know, sometimes those characters can be, like, really annoying and sort of get in the way of the storytelling. There's none of that here. It's all really important to him, which I think makes him a very... We don't really see him a lot, because he's looking no. behind the camera, but it makes him a very, I think, sympathetic protagonist. I think that's... A, I didn't even really think about that. I think his sincerity makes us take this seriously as viewers as well. Yeah, I agree. So I think that helps so much in terms of the tone of this movie, which is not, again, not campy, not silly at all. Even when we've got a guy yelling about worms and how mm-hmm. they ate this little girl, mm-hmm. like it's. No. And especially actually, we're about to get to the point where I think things get really, if this was a worse movie, it would get really goofy, but I don't think it is goofy at all. I think that we really feel it. And I think that like a character like the super psychic could so easily be like just campy and dumb. Yeah. But like it, it, it isn't. And so they take him, his name is Hori, um, and Marika to this dam in this village. They they're want, gonna do this ritual that hasn't ritual. been done. That they hope will then kind of banish the demon. Right. They show they show poor Hori a video of Jun- of Junko Ishii, who's um the woman with the fetuses and he starts to freak out. This is when I was like, stop showing him upsetting things. Like he's, he's on a very thin ice as it is. Like, don't upset him. Whenever he sees somebody with bad vibes, he freaks out. He freaks out. And so they, but they go to the village, they're in the car, they go to see the dam. And around this time, Hori starts really, really, really freaking out. 
he starts running away yep. into the woods. He's screaming Kana's name. Uh, I can like hear it. It's actually, this, again, this is where I'm like, this doesn't have to be as serious as it is. It could be very silly, but hearing him like shout her name is very sad and it's very moving. And meanwhile, Marika is like very, she's like, we know we have to do this ritual. She is like, again, an actress who had a weird experience who has now become part of the team. And it's right. like, she's like, we have to do this ritual. It's but it's really destroying important. her life. Like she can't sleep. Yeah. People around her are killing themselves. Like she needs whatever this is to end. But I think what you're saying about being so serious the score is used very sparingly. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically at this point, this is very John Carpenter-esque, like, subtle synth score. Yes. That really worked for me really well. I agree. They get on a boat, because again, uh, it's flooded. Right, they have to go to, like, the place. Where the village was. Where it was in, and now in it's like river, a lake yeah. has been created by the damming of this river. Mm-hmm. They do the ritual, or they do a facsimile of the ritual. Mm-hmm. She uh, says she feels better. She's like, okay. She's happy. A, she, a cleansing has happened of some sort. Right. She and the camera person get back in the car. Because they're like, we have to get... It's, it's getting dark. We have to go get off. where we're going. Yeah. They so, end up finding... Kobayashi... Well, Kobayashi follows Hori, Marika, and the video... The cameraman get in the car together and start to drive Miyajima. back. Yes. I think Kobayashi's like, take her back and then come get us, right? Like, get yes. her to safety. She says she's feeling better, but they're in the car and she starts to do that moaning the again. The groaning, like... Yeah. Awful noise. So then she jumps out of the car and runs away. So now all four of them are like in the woods in the dark. Yeah. Very scary. Uh, yeah. Hori leads them to the shrine. Um, it is basically just looks like uh, an altar, an arch. Yeah, I would say like like a like a wedding arch. You know, say, you like got, our wedding arch. Yeah, maybe? with the two sticks and then the stick in the middle. Um. And at first, it kind of looks like nothing that they're kind of just running well, there's around. There's a bunch of the dead woods. dogs around. Oh, all of the dogs. Okay, so that, we forgot to say this when they're in the village, in the where all of the people um, who used to live in the village now live, like in a kind of a where they don't want to talk about each yeah. village. They all have dogs, and the dogs definitely they play a big role. Feel like they're protecting them. Yeah. I can. I would say that like it seems like everybody has a dog to fend off bad vibes. All of these dogs are now dead in this area. It's very it's sad. Horrible. horrible. Um, but they go to the arch. Um, this is all happening simultaneously to Marika laying on the ground, screaming her head off, absolutely losing it with the cameraman. Um, they turn the night vision camera on at the shrine. <gasps> and Kana, yes, yeah. is the child, if you the child, remember. the psychic child who can manifest water, is standing in the middle of the shrine and all of these like fetuses are like crawling up her and we can only see this in the night vision camera so they're kind of glowing it is so horrifying it's unbelievable that it's like i'm not gonna say confidently it's the only moment of major cgi it's like the main cgi moment and it is not out of place at all if anything it's the most horrifying image you've ever seen in your life absolutely it feels like looking at something you shouldn't be looking at. Yep. It is demented. A hundred percent. So. In a, like, in, a, in a good way. Like I'm praising the film. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like, it's fucked up. This, but it, but it is when the they turn only the camera time. On, yeah. It just like, it's so upsetting. But it also makes sense. You're like, oh, this is what this was all for. This is why Kana went missing. This is why she collected all these these babies. This is like why these things happened. So. I'm glad, I'm glad you understand it. Because I don't think that it was clear to me at that point. No. It was all starting to come together. So it's fucking horrifying. At that moment, things kind of but things kind of end. Like 
Hori stops screaming. Marika stops screaming. They take them both to the hospital. They're like, maybe this is now over. They go back to Junko's house. She's not there. The whole place is trashed. There's dead pigeons in there. Dead pigeons everywhere. I don't know if they hear something or if they're just kind of looking through the whole house. But they go up to the attic. Kana is there. She's dead. Very sad. Ishii's hung herself. Ishii's hung herself in the rafters. And her son, who is presumably the crying child from the, the beginning of the movie. movie, is there and he's alive. So they take him. Um, he's not actually Junko's son. He's like maybe presumably just a child that she absconded kidnapped, with. Yeah. The way she kidnapped Kanayana. Kana. Um, so Kobayashi's like, I'm going to adopt this child. This is like another thing that he like, I found him to be a very empathetic character because yeah. he, he takes in Marika when she is having problems. He and his wife take in this child because he has nowhere else to go. And like, he's a very uh, empathetic private investigator. He doesn't like stay removed from... These things that he investigates, he's very involved, but we don't actually, like, we don't, we don't know him as a character, I feel like. He doesn't right. talk, because he doesn't talk a lot to us. We don't get to know a, a lot of sense of him, except for, like, his actions, which I just found was very interesting. Um, so then there's the, so then this is where Kobayashi's film ends. Because for him, the mystery has been solved. However, at the end of this video, it's like, then the fire happened. The wife and the son perished in the fire. Kobayashi went missing. That's all the information that we have. But a final tape is either found or mailed. I don't. I don't remember what they exactly said. Of Hori, the super psychic. Yeah. Coming to the house, filming, uh, telling him that the worms have eaten someone. He just. I just wrote down the worms have eaten him. I think the son. The son. The child. The, the child. The, whoever's son we don't know, right? The, the new adopted son. Kagataba's still alive, and the little boy killed Kana. So Hori tries to beat the child to death. He, uh, obviously, there's a lot of like flailing around. No one really knows what's going on, but the he's, fun stuff he that is I hate. trying yeah. to kill the child. There's this unbelievable moment where the camera pans back to the child and the child's face is... The Kagutaba mask. Completely demented. Yeah, Kagutaba mask. So he's definitely still Kagutaba. Kagutaba lives. That's what he keeps saying. Yep, Kagutaba lives. Uh, uh, Kobayashi's wife starts doing the moaning. And Hori hits Kobayashi in the face with a rock. Hori and the little boy leave. And the wife... Lights herself on fire. Lights herself on fire. And then, like, sets the whole house on fire. And this is kind of where it ends. Yeah. You know? So there's a sense of, like, that... Uh, we don't know where Kobayashi is. We don't know where Hori is or the child or Kagutaba. We don't know kind of the status of But this sure shit is not resolved. No. The curse definitely remains. So it's a I mean, very exciting movie it's very to watch. It's, a, it's an unbelievable ending. It's an unbelievable mm-hmm. movie. I The moment it. where the child's face tra- changes, I think, is like genuinely one of the scariest things I've if seen. If you've seen a, the poster or any art of this, it's usually the mask, the Kagutaba mask from the ritual, which is what this is alluding to. It is really effective. It's really simple, but it's really fucked really up. Really scary, yeah. Yeah. I just, love it. It's, ugh. I love it. My last note is just that I think it's extra funny that there isn't really a lot of information about this movie online. Really? There's no trivia on IMDb. Which is unique. Fascinating. Really unique. Even some of the really garbage trash 
Yeah. You know, low budget films we've watched have at least some trivia. No trivia. And even the Wikipedia page, like, it has a full Wikipedia page with a full plot and everything, but there just isn't a lot of information about production. Yeah, I know that it hasn't gotten a, um, a disc, a home video release in the United States. But it is a cult favorite. Like, mm-hmm. this movie is very popular on Letterboxd. Yeah. I think everyone who's seen it really loves it. But I'd love to know, specifically, there's usually a production yes. tab on Wikipedia. And there is none on this this page. Which I think is really interesting. Because that's what I'm most fascinated by. Is, like, conceiving of this. Where to come from. Where to, like, is this a real Japanese demon? Like, what? Like what's the story? And there's this just, like, one of those no information. Like, being in the U.S. and doing, you know press tours no no we only speak english so like we can't really dive into the research of you know what japanese press was like for this at the time also the way that the internet has become a pain in the ass that you can't even find stuff from 2005 anymore true that's a whole separate issue right uh i agree i think it adds to the mystery it adds to like why this is a cult film is because it feels like the kind of thing you stumble upon on shutter for example Mm -hmm. and you're like what the fuck was that that freaked me out yeah and it rocks. I love it. It reminds me of a lot of those other, like, um, Ghost Watch and what's the other, uh, oh, that uh, Halloween, um, news. It's like WNUV Halloween special, whatever. Right, it's right, called. right. Those things, I just, I think that they're just like gems yeah. in, our, in our horror. <laughs> in the canon. <laughs> in yeah. the canon. I just love them. I think that they're like, it's some of the most effective horror storytelling, um, in film is just this, like, the horrors around us every day. You know, just yeah. like the creepy stuff that happens to your neighbors and to your, you know, based on weird urban legends. It's just like so fun to me. Koji Shirayishi has made a bunch of other horror movies and I am now really interested in seeing if they're anywhere near as good. Time for a deep dive. A hundred percent. Love like, that. This movie is freaky enough that it wins goodwill, but like, absolutely, I want to know more about what this guy's done. And I believe like as much as it ends on like a kind of negative cliffhanger, as I said, there's something very compassionate about all of the characters up to this point. You know, the fact that like they care a lot about Kana. They want to find her. They care a lot about Marika. They want to protect her. You know, Kobayashi's, I think just a very, like I would watch more of him as a private investigator trying to like help people through investigating there. I think there's like a lot of horror private investigation that can be um, exploitative. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're doing a little bit of that with Hori. That's when I was like, stop going to his house, showing him upsetting images, like leave this man alone. Um, And it feels like that way about um, Yoko Ishii when you're like, leave this woman alone. But like, no, she's actually the villain here. Like she is the reason this is happening. Right. Any more to say? I feel like I like. There's not a lot to say beyond just like watch this movie. It's even, brilliant. Even with us describing it, seeing all the images for yourself is like a very. If you're keeping experience. track at home of like what we think the like inner circle canon of best movies we've done on the podcast is, this is in that. Absolutely. This is in that top tier. Top, now. yeah, like, absolutely. It really is a masterpiece. I agree. Highly recommend. Are you ready to be devoured by the ectoplasmic worms? Oh, the worms! Yes, absolutely. Why don't you pull up the roulette and we'll see what happens next. Hard act to follow, I gotta say. Our next movie will be... Seance. Where is this? It is on Shudder. Love Shudder. Back to Shudder. Back to Shudder always. Um, I really love the poster. 2021. Uh, Looks interesting. Seance. Yes. 
I've heard of this movie and I don't know anything about it. I've Neither do I. I've, I've not even heard of it. Oh, Suki Waterhouse <gasps> from Daisy Jones and the Six. <laughs> she's playing Lollapalooza. The Lollapalooza oh, lineup was yes. just announced and she's, she's singing her songs because she has an album. This is, oh my God, written, directed by Simon Barrett. Oh, Love it. I'm I'm Perfect. fully in. I, this is great. This I didn't is, know this was a Simon Barrett This is joint. great news for me. I love Simon Barrett. Me too. Fingers All right. So our next film will be Seance. Seance. And until then, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at nowscreaming. Be sure to tell your friends about the podcast and to leave us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. Please. Please do. Thanks, as always, to Wes Craven. And to Kakataba. For keeping us safe. <laughs> Don't anger her. Do not anger Kagutaba no, because we... Kagutaba lives. Kagutaba lives and is either creating bad things or preventing bad things from happening and then also creating bad things. Unclear, so, which is why I'm going to make sure that we thank We it thank her. At we the end here <laughs> to make sure it's very important that yes. we pay our respects <laughs> to Kagutaba. Just in case. Love that. All right, until next time, everybody. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.